0: But if you're an innovative company and you're trying to get people to want a solution that they haven't really considered or applied, and most likely they have seen and discarded before, then you can't do promotion. You have to do marketing. And and demand generation is very based upon this idea of I can make them want it or, or if they see it, they'll want it. But most lead generation, the reason why you went to lead generation instead of just offer promotion is because they don't want it.
1: Lead generation is the lifeblood of any business, but many B2B companies struggle to generate enough qualified leads to hit their growth targets. On this episode of Growth Team Radio, we're decoding the secrets of scalable, sustainable demand gen with Kevin Barber, founder of Lean Labs and Marketing Wizard, who has helped dozens of high growth startups master the art and science of lead generation.
0: Are you a startup founder or CMO trying to grow your brand? There's good news. You're not the first. Our growth team is committed to learning and earning the skills and strategies high-growth companies have used to build their businesses. And now, we're sharing them with you. Welcome to Growth Team Radio. Welcome
1: to Growth Team Radio. I'm your host, Mallory Kuhn. I'm joined today... By Kevin Barber, founder and head of growth at Lean Labs. Hi there, Kevin. How are you today?
0: I'm doing good. Looking forward to this.
1: Yes, I say we're talking about uh something that I'm I'm very excited to pick your brain on this. I know it's um, something you have a lot of experience and knowledge uh in. So today we're talking about decoding lead generation and the demand generation myth. So let's start real high level. Um, how do you define lead generation? And then, you know, is that different from demand generation? All of that.
0: Oh, yeah, this is going to be fun. So uh, let's just do the definition of lead generation first. So um, my view of lead generation is it is it, it is the art and process of attracting, converting, segmenting, tracking and touching qualified leads for sales. Lead generation is is not a marketing activity it is a sales activity so if it doesn't if it doesn't ultimately lead to sales it's (laughs) it's not good marketing um and when i would also argue from the customer's mindset from the prospect's mindset right like we need to be thinking about what they're going to receive and what we're hoping for them and lead generation is a way to deliver an insight package in an insight that really helps them right so whether they ever buy from you or not, it's not just about giving them a, an asset or a template or whatever they want. It's about delivering them an insight that, that might help uh, begin the process of them changing their mindset, attitude or behaviors around something like like it, it's, a, it's a seeding opportunity that can actually lead to an uninterested prospect becoming an interested prospect because you gave them a new perspective.
1: That is a great definition of lead generation. So wh- I feel like uh, we have to talk about the elephant in the room a little bit uh, because it's in the title of the demand generation myth. Does demand generation exist? Um, you know, how does it differ from your definition of lead generation?
0: Right. So um, I've I've definitely have some views on the word demand generation. <laughs> so before we even do that, before I asked you how we would define lead generation, which is obviously, you know, attracting, uh, segmenting, and transferring qualified leads to sales, right? Because it's a it's a it's a it's a sales motion, right? Um, let's talk about the definition of marketing. Then we'll do demand gen, and then we can kind of come back to that. Is it okay? So yeah. I went into ChatGPT and I said, "What do you think most people's uh, definition of marketing is right, and in uh, the definition of marketing is that the activity or business of promoting or selling products or services, focusing on driving awareness for the purpose of acquiring leads and customers. All right, so basically, ChatGPT, and I think the market at large thinks that marketing is promotion. Yeah, right. But, but here's the deal: if people wanted what you have, then then you wouldn't have to do hardly any marketing at all. you would You would just do you would just do placements. You would do targeted placements, and, and, and you could just promote um, your stuff in a in a targeted place. And then they would come to it, and they would convert on it, and they would want it. But if you're in an innovative innovative space at all what you're going to generally find is that the majority of the target market doesn't want what you have. They're not looking to solve a problem the way you solve it. They are bought into a different way of doing things. They have seen things, fingers as air quotes, like you before. They're putting you in a category of a box of solutions that they have already discarded. And if you're just out there Doing it, I know where this comes from. This comes from the ads we see on TV, where we're promoting a commodity. What's in your wallet, right? So if if Capital One just runs enough ads and gets enough cool actors to do little spots, you know, and they give away one point five percent cash back on all purposes purchases, double double miles on this and that, and access to whatever, um, then uh, then what happens is is they know that. In the world of a commodity, if they just place it out there enough, they'll run. They'll run some apps. They might even give you away an application on the airplane for some extra miles. Right? The deal is, is that they're just knowing that if they run enough numbers, they'll get results. But if you're an innovative solution, you're a marketing agency, right? You're a you're a SaaS company solving a problem in a new, different way, uh, and that problem is 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 somewhat is. It's something that needs to be explained and it needs to be understood and it's something where they they generally don't think a solution is absolutely required that approach of just promoting your stuff is not going to be very effective so you know the, the the name of the game here is you need to understand let's just start with a better definition of marketing mallory what's the definition of marketing we use at lean labs
1: Yes, uh, changing beliefs with the intent of a sale.
0: Right, and and we we borrowed that and applied it as a lesson we learned uh, in a mastermind uh, with Stephen Larson, and uh, that that's a definition of marketing. So so how about this? If if a definition of marketing is changing beliefs with the intent of a sale, that means that we're not just going to do promotions because the mindset of the marketers they don't they don't want it. They they believe that th- they generally believe that they're they're doing something the best way they know how. And, and you have to change their belief around how they're doing it and and help them understand that people that get this result think like this, act like this, and then get results like this. And that's, that's what marketing is, is helping them make that shift. So now, ask me about demand generation.
1: Yes. What is demand generation? Does it exist?
0: Right. So the... The beef with demand generation is it in my opinion, if you were to um, you know think about de- demand generation is a, a marketing strategy focused on I'm just reading Chad GPT increasing awareness in your company's products or services, right aiming to create a long-term uh, sustainable pipeline of customers. Well you know what that sounds a lot like promotion. Right. It sounds a lot like promotion. So it's just saying demand generation is trying to make people want what you have. So it's a focus. It's very focused um, on the solution. We're just going to put the solution out there. Now, if you have a commodity that people need, like you sell uh, sub, you know, you sell long sandwiches. Well, you might want to think about where people are at near the time of lunch <laughs> and you can promote <laughs> the placement of your stores in uh, the, the newest, hottest sandwiches, right? And and, and that's a very B2C commodity-focused deal. But if you're an innovative company and you're trying to get people to want a solution that they haven't really considered or applied and most likely they have seen and discarded before, then you can't do promotion. You have to do marketing. And and demand generation is very based upon this idea of I could make them want it or or if they see it, they'll want it. But most lead generation... The reason why you went to lead generation instead of just offer promotion is because they don't want it, right? So you're 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 needing to, you can't create demand. You can only channel it. You can you can take what somebody already is thinking and you can channel that into a path. What they already want, what they already are moving towards and away from, and you can channel that into a position. To change their beliefs, change their mindset, change their attitude about something. And that opens up the the opportunity for a demo. When you're just, just doing demand generation, most demand generation was created by product marketers with the belief that if they just see it, they'll want it. But I have yet to see in any form of an innovative space, especially B2B, just because you ran the ads, now they want it.
1: Right, right. That's kind of a, you know, if we build it, they will come uh, right. Mentality. Would you would you say that that uh, and you know kind of the conflation of demand generation, lead generation. Would you say that's the biggest myth or misconception around lead generation, or are there others that you've come across?
0: Right. So, I would say that the biggest um, issue around lead generation and demand generation that I have seen is normally what happens is we're not inside inside of lead generation people have figured out that if they just promote their actual offer so if i just run cold ads to a demo or a console it's going to convert pretty low because they don't know who you are why they would listen to it they're like i don't want a demo they just swipe swipe you know right. um and uh, so that then what happens is we come out with ebooks and checklists and templates profiles and even kits full of ebooks, checklists, <laughs> you know, <laughs> templates, videos, etc. And and I would say the biggest misconception is that giving someone a checklist or a template or a mm-hmm. kit or whatever does not in itself advance the buyer journey. Uh, there might be a time when it did uh, more than a decade ago. Oh, just because I made this checklist and it was good, I actually want to know who made it and what their company is about. But we're way too busy for that today. You know, if I'm trying to target people better with ads and I give them the ultimate customer targeting template, right? Does that advance them to hiring my company to help them drive profitable marketing in itself? Absolutely not, right? So we just got to recognize that lead generation must only exist to fill the sales pipeline or we shouldn't be doing it at all. If you're just building a list and you can't show that out of the last hundred leads how many how many demos you advanced and how many sale qualified opportunities came from those and how many sales came from those then we're not looking at lead generation right it, lead generation exists only to fill the sales pipeline this comes from pain of me for years building leads lists of leads and touting it as a success that went nowhere because lead generation in itself does not advance the buyer journey
1: yeah. Well, now I want to talk, uh, I want to dig a little more to the negative. (laughs) But while we're here on, you know, mistakes and misconceptions boulevard, um, what are some of the common mistakes or can you give a common mistake that you see companies making regarding their lead generation efforts? Where are people getting it wrong?
0: Right. So think of it like this. Lead generation is a bit of a sales motion, right? So it's, it's, it's actually moving. It's packaging marketing. To transfer them into sales if you if you're if you're a sales-led company um and, and you can apply this to a to a product-led company pretty easily but the deal is is that the biggest mistakes is one they're not even able to qualify whether it's a targeted lead like we're just collecting email addresses well which ones of those are our target buyers we don't know all right well you know, the general situation is, is most salespeople think the leads from their marketing team suck. And the reason they think that is because they're right. Okay, because all I'm doing is putting an email address in a database and, and maybe with a first name and a last name and punting it across. Right? And we're like, well, well, are they qualified? What intent did they show? Like, I don't know if they're qualified. You know, I spent all my time getting them in the pool. Now it's your job as the lifeguard to go in there one by one, swim to them, and see if they think they're drowning. Like this is not efficient, you know. Right. So, um, so we need to we need to stop being like go out there, Baywatch, you know, go save them, uh, and we need to start thinking about how we how do we um, identify that this actually is our ideal customer. Right, they're qualified to buy based upon their 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 technographics, their firmographics. Like this is the kind of company we sell to, or this is the kind of buyer we sell to. Not only is the right company, but we have the one of the right roles that gives us an entry point. We do or we don't. We should know that right off the gate. The moment we convert the lead, part of the reason why you do leads is to actually identify target buyers. Second biggest mistake, if I can throw it in there. Because like, okay, great, I identified targeted buyers and they downloaded my, let's just do persona template. Okay, great. Well, do you sell persona work? Because if not, how does downloading your persona template advance the sale? Exactly how? And and the reason why you would want to solve a a gap for someone and you're like, oh yeah, to get leads. No. If they need a persona template and they have a gap for that, then what you want to do, the, key, the, the, the secret ninja move, at least that we use, is that we want to solve a gap that's right in front of the gap that we solve. So I'm like, okay, you have this gap. Cool. I'll solve that gap. Here you go for free. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly and, in compellingly solve a problem right in front of the problem I solve. Because I'm like, here you go. And with this buyer persona template, you know, you'll be able to X, Y, Z, A, B, C. Here's how we use it. Here's how we suggest you don't use it. And then once you have that, here's what needs to have happen next. You need to launch a campaign around this buyer persona. Well, how are you going to do that? Right. And here's what happens if you do the campaign wrong. And here's what happens if you do the campaign right. And if you want to do this, if you want to see the way we think through campaigns and the way we would think through your campaigns, then insert offer here. How many thank you pages for buyer persona templates have that on it, Mallory? (laughs) It's a great question. (laughs) Right. So like almost none of them. We spent all the time getting them in. But we didn't do anything about oh, advancing into the kind of next step where we can really have effective change. So think of it like this. It's like a, it's like a little skip jump, right? So it's like I, I want my lead generation to be a little skip, like something I can do really easy. No one's worried about falling down so that I can drive momentum into a, a jump and actually help my customer take a leap that's going to get them somewhere that they wouldn't have got to before. But if I just ask them to standing start and jump, they're not going to make it. They're going to be like, "That's too far. I don't want to come meet with you around campaign strategy. You're going to try to sell me something, you know." Um, and uh, and that's that's what lead generation does is it drives momentum into exposing and then filling a gap. That, that otherwise, don't do it. it it's going to be unprofitable uh, most of the time. We just think that if we just get leads in, they'll automatically want it, but. We did nothing to actually advance the next steps we did nothing to give them a compelling reason why they should take that offer that's like that demo offer the console offer the proposal offer that's totally unconverting now and nothing changed just because you put legion in front of it
1: right well speaking of you know wanting to to actually use the leads (laughs) to effect uh, and, you know, you mentioned earlier about, um, you know, you don't want to just have this spreadsheet of names and emails that you punt over to sales and oh, there you go, guys. Um, why? Let's let's talk a little bit about ROI and lead gen, um, because I think that it is a challenge that a lot of marketers face is uh Maybe the challenge is getting ROI, uh, but certainly what they often frame it as is the challenge is showing ROI. Uh, So why do you think many marketers struggle to show ROI from their lead gen efforts?
0: Right. It's because lead generation is the first step in a sales motion. It's not the first step in a a marketing motion. So if you can't show for that the lead generation that you've done to date is successfully identifying target customers delivering an insight that that immediately exposes as you can tell we're really big on the thank you page which really exposes deliver the insight deliver the value and then immediately expose the bigger gap so that you can make a sales connection offer right and in, in those that take it immediately great the will like, that's great. You, you literally drove a qualified lead into sales because you would only show that to a qualified lead. You're we're segmenting immediately, right? The ones that clicked on the offer but didn't convert, those are ideal for sales because they showed some interest, some intent, follow up with them next. The ones that didn't even click, well, don't talk to them about that next step. They weren't interested. Now nurture them. Go back in with your nurture sequence and show them, start back with where they were with what you know they were interested in. In this case, the buyer persona template. Show them how how that's valuable and then, and then re-show them what the next steps are and then re-show them a couple different ways that you can show them extra value, right? Um, but don't just go straight into demo, demo, demo land, right? So we just recognize that like most of the time, we're focused on list generation so much that we forgot to recognize that the purpose of the list is to make sure that we're able to expose the, the the big gap that that we solve in the market and show them why meeting with us or why getting a demo or why getting a proposal or why doing a trial is the way to solve for that gap. And um, what happens is is if if you don't have Customers coming from your current lead generation don't launch another lead magnet. Fix the ones you have. Okay? Um, That's the biggest mistake. That's the biggest shift, is if it doesn't actually advance the sale, then it shouldn't exist. You could even argue that people downloading all of your lead magnets and seeing those offers, rather than seeing a better constructed offer, is is a distraction. It's almost an avoidance tactic because I can't get the real offer to... So, so that's, that, that's kind of the, that, that's the way I'd take it. It's a little bit hard, but it's the deal.
1: We can well, hey, Tough love is valuable and we, we, we love it here. Uh, so you talked about segmenting, uh, which is a big part of, uh, of what, honestly, the, the, the piece that we just discussed. Um, let's talk a little bit more about that. Let's talk about lead quality. What makes a high quality lead?
0: Right. So there's, there's two components, um, of, of lead quality. There's who they are, like from a profile perspective, and it's the amount of intent they have shown, right? The intent from a buying intent they have shown. So who they are is basically their customer profile, their their demographic, their role, right? Their location, right? Uh, we, we do very well with companies in the United States marketing to buyers in the United States. So I immediately segment and filter out Everyone not in the United States, right? We have we have one or two customers from Canada and zero. Uh, although we've tried it, but time zones are so impossible. We've just eliminated it from our from our customer profile. Basically, people, you know, in Europe, in Australia, et cetera, unless they want to meet with us at three AM, <laughs> right? So, uh, right? So the deal is is that um, the first thing you got to do is. You know, when we're thinking about a qualified lead is we actually actually know, are they in the right location, in the right role, in the right company, of the right size? That means we would take their money if they wanted to give it to us. The second level is what level of intent did they show? Like, so in MQL plus intent, meaning they actually either they converted on a booking page or a demo page or they made it to. A booking page or a demo page with that intent they're at least curious and 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 that level of intent of whether they did convert or didn't convert or didn't even click shows you the level of intent they have and and that's how you can start to think about qualifying and understanding the 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 quality of your lead and and here's the deal yes mqls do not have immediate value but as you nurture them over time and you get that click over to your demo page, over to your trial page, over to that case study, now they're actually interested. That's that's a signal of intent, so I am interested and in, open to exploring how you might solve this for me. And you already have their email address, so you even have a rudimentary CRM. You can flag it without them having to convert again. Pass it right to sales.
1: Yeah, well, speaking of passing it to sales, we have already touched on this a bit, but I feel like it warrants... Uh a bit of a deeper dive uh, into what mistakes marketers make regarding lead quality. So, I mean, I'm thinking beyond just not qualifying leads properly, like just not even trying, just throwing everything in a bucket, right? What are the reasons why you see sales going, marketing your leads suck, right? Right. What, What is marketing doing wrong?
0: So, we're touching the first one. They're unqualified. We don't know which ones are our buyers and which ones aren't. And we're passing them all to sales. Giant mistake. If you want to make sales hate you, just do that. (laughs) Okay? Uh, Number two. Like, here's an example really quickly. Do you want to know, like, Lean Labs, who helps SaaS and tech companies make their marketing profitable so they can scale, do you want to know who the number one people downloading our offers are?
1: I'm going to guess not those people.
0: (laughs) Marketing agencies trying to figure out how to do marketing that's the number one people they're coming through and they're swiping all of our stuff and and if i just did a straight like oh here's how many touches they had here's how many clicks they have i'm gonna pass these leads to sales i'm gonna send them a bunch of other marketing agencies (laughs) oh no you know what i mean so like there's gonna be some element you want to know another big one that we just immediately filter out we filter out so quickly we actually have an offer for marketing agencies so that's why we don't immediately filter them we just segment (laughs) them um but the one that we immediately filter out so no one ever even sees it, the students. Like students come through and they convert on our stuff too. Um, so like, yeah, you got to segment that out. You send all those leads to sales, that's that's trash. It's, it, they would be better off just, you, you're sending them leads that aren't even the planet of what they're thinking about and you're thinking you're doing them a favor? That's crazy. So I just wanted to rant on that for a second. The second one is once you, once you have them, they're untouched. So they gave you their email address. And then you're not emailing them, like you didn't actually send them anything of value. So because they're untouched, they're unprimed. They're not. They're not in any motion of used to hearing from you and excited to hear from you. So because they're untouched, they're unprimed, and be- when they're unprimed, and sales reach out, they're uninterested. What the heck are we doing? So um, the fact is, is if what you have is delivering the outcome solving the problem that your target market has and delivering an outcome that your competitors can't match, you have a duty to advance it into the market. You have a duty to show people how you can solve their problem. If you're afraid of nurturing the lead that you just converted, then I question whether you feel like what you're doing is actually solving a costly and painful problem. Like, because once you once you know you're solving a costly and painful problem, you have to you have to touch the leads. You have to you have to show them how you can help them, right? Um, and then and then that's what primes them. So those that are they're interested, they're clicking, they're doing that. Those are the ones that can then get segmented and scored up for intent, and those get passed passed for sales. Otherwise, you should expect them all to be uninterested, right?
1: Well, let's dive into lead scoring a little bit more specifically because I feel like we, uh, I feel like it would be useful to give a little more actionable tactical uh, advice on this on this front. What is your advice for lead scoring? You know, we we've, we've talked about the importance of it, the importance of segmenting, and all of these things. What data are you using, right, to to score your leads to make those determinations?
0: Right. So, um. We're segmenting first, we're, and then we're looking at intent. So here's what happens. I already gave you the example of marketing agencies downloading our stuff. Well, we segment yeah. them into a marketing agency pile, right, um, immediately. Uh, the second thing that we do is um, we're thinking about, you know, if I just pass leads over to sales of the ones that have the most clicks on our CTAs, the most clicks on our links, or the most downloads, if I just pass all those to sales without any any segmentation, Again, agencies and students. But now what? Okay. So what we do, because I wanted to have a very simple lead form that really tells us not just that they're a SaaS or tech company, but I want a SaaS and tech company of a certain size. So I don't know. I think for like four hours work, you know, so a half a day once three years ago, <laughs> we, uh, we connected maybe five years ago. Yeah, I think it was like five years ago. We connected our um, lead form in HubSpot to Alexa. And Alexa, not not Alexa like the one that talks back to you, but Alexa, the company that did domain rankings, we connected and did the domain rank. And if a, a domain rank was of a certain size, we knew that company was definitely over $2 million. And that's our target customer. So if I can run an API call for a fraction of a penny, to know if it's my ideal customer or not, um, then why not do that? And then we did that until Alexa went away. Right. Uh, it was it was bought by, it was funny because Amazon bought Alexa, so then they had two Alexas, and then they killed it. <laughs> so, like, the first Alexa was like, no, oh, we having this, right? right. So, uh, maybe so, one
1: Highlander. <laughs> right.
0: There can only be one, yes. Um, <laughs> but the deal is, is like, so then we had to change it. Otherwise, because it broke our Legion, it broke it. And yeah. Right. So, so then we did it with Simrush. So now I think it's like a penny and a half, you know, and uh, and we'll know whether or not this domain is in the space that we want and of the size that we need in order to actually pick them up. Because I don't want to pick, I don't want, I, my target customer is not, I have an idea. You know, right. we're, we're looking with a little bit more mature company than that. So the vast majority of companies are sub a million dollars. That's really not our target customer. So that, that's why we do it. Uh, now, what does your company need to filter? What do you need to do it? And who has the data that you need? And if you're working in the right CRM, you can probably connect to that data real, way easier than you think. It's 2024, y'all.
1: Right. <laughs> Leverage that modern technology. Right. We're going to talk a little more about technology in a minute, but before we get there, I want to uh, kind of wrap up the section about lead quality and talking about just some words of caution. Um, what should marketers be avoiding? Uh, when trying to nurture and score leads,
0: right. So uh, just because they converted on your ebook, they're not they're not ready for a sale. They're ready for an insight. So you don't just go now book a demo, right? But what you can do is you can expose a significant gap of of like now that you have this buyer persona template, right? Here are the biggest mistakes that happen in campaigns. And here is a is a webinar about how you can set up the, the our top crushing campaigns. There's a case study, or here's how we can help you set up your campaign, right around this persona, like so. It needs to connect with what they converted on, and it also needs to uh, connect with the gap of what you solve. And that's how you do it. Like so. It, so it's not about just punting them to sales and just pushing them to an offer that doesn't convert. It's about it's about showing the gap and how you can fill it. The other thing that tends to happen. Is it tends to often, you know, just because someone gave their email address, it does not give you a license. I mean, to go out and just do shameless self promotion and everything is we, 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 hour, 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 we, 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 hour, hour, hour. Right. You know, that's how you get unsubscribed. Right, exactly. <laughs> like that's not going to be exciting to anyone besides the person that made the product. Like, heck yeah, we're so awesome. Right. Outside of that. And oftentimes, it's made by that that product marketer, right? Um, the outside of that, it really needs to be for your buyer and about your buyer and about the types of people that the, the the types of customers that have bought from you, the mindset, the activities, and the results that they're seeing. It's not about you, you know. So, so that would be kind of the end. We're we're kind of getting to the end of the. Uh, You know problems with lead generation, which I hope that that's the deal. The last problem is, is you get you get the lead, you get their email, you you get their interest, and you don't ever send them anything. You avoid sending it because you're afraid it'll be too much. Well, look, do they have? Do you solve a costly problem or not? You know, and if you solve a costly problem, why don't you? Why? How about what about more messages to figure out whether they agree with you or choose to unsubscribe? Actually, advances the sale. What about that? What about that mindset? Like, okay. They can see really quickly the types of things that you do, and they know that they have no interest, desire for it. What if I told you that finding that out sooner was a thank you?
1: Right. And they can self-select their way out or in?
0: Right. Or we can just tout that we have 800 email addresses for which we have zero idea whether they have intent. <laughs> we like, sales, what's going on? You know? So yeah. hopefully that helps bridge that gap. Absolutely.
1: Well, we have to talk about AI. We talked about it a little bit earlier with you bringing uh ChatGPT into the into the into the conversation here. Um, but I I think we need to be thinking about where AI fits in pretty much all of our business processes moving forward or whether it can. Um, so where do you see technology like AI or any other new channels that you see emerging? Um, where do you see these things enhancing lead gen in the future? And if you have an example, Um, of how you're using AI that you'd be willing to share with our audience. um, That could be valuable here, too.
0: Yeah. So let's think of it like this. AI is fantastic at guessing answers. And it's a very confident guesser, if you haven't observed. (laughs) Uh, Yes. So now, Mallory, if I wanted to guess what we would want in a blog post, how, how good is it at guessing at that? In making that blog post for us,
1: I mean, it is <laughs> it varies. It's hit or miss.
0: Yeah. Uh, how about it's miss or miss or miss or miss or hit?
1: <laughs> yeah. Is that fair? It's fair. If you if you just straight up asked it to generate a full outline or piece of content, I have not yet found it useful for that.
0: <laughs> right. Because what makes your business unique? is you actually have insights. You have a, you have a, a subject matter expertise that has an insight that did it a different way than the generic way of thinking. And, and what's going to happen is that AI is going to give you the gen- generic way of thinking and it's going to be, wait for it, generic. Yeah. <laughs> which is going to not be effective marketing. Right. But because it's really good at guessing, you know what actually is pretty good at? It's actually pretty good at customer profiling. It has a large enough of a database to where it, while it's not good at delivering your insights for you, it's just not. I'm sorry. And I don't know that it's going to be. We could talk about that later. You know, yeah. uh, what it's really good at is helping you and helping you see how your target customer that, that doesn't know you, doesn't like you, doesn't trust you, never heard of you, how they're thinking. It is a fantastic customer profiling tool. It will help you. Uh, get insights into your ICP if you're a marketer that doesn't talk to customers, which is dangerous, by the way. You should be listening to those sales calls, all right? Or at least having AI analyze those sales calls. What are the top questions asked? What are the biggest concerns? Where are their voice objections? All right? If you don't know that, holy crap. Uh, it's 2024. <laughs> Run right. a transcript of your sales call through AI. Back up, yeah. <laughs> right. Back up, yeah. Let's revisit. Because it's all about the customer, right? So AI is fantastic at doing a role play. This is my target customer. This is who they are demographically, firmographically. Here's their role. Here's their job. Here's their focus. What does my target customer need to see and want to hear in order to solve their problem? Okay, you know what? ChatGPT is pretty good at that. It's pretty good at thinking. This is what they're. This is what they're thinking. This is what they're feeling. This is what they're doing. This is what they would want to see. This is the objections they would have. These are the questions they would want answered. It's really good at that. So if you're not utilizing this in your legion, you're not asking it about what concerns would they have, what objections would they raise, what examples would they want to see, in order to be thoroughly convinced, then you're missing it because it can do that in about five seconds. Yeah. Yeah, we have tools for that coming. Shameless plug, shameless plug. So
1: there we go. Hey, it's a useful plug. No need to be, you know, ashamed of a useful plug.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's just, this is the language. I'm not ashamed of it at all. In fact.
1: (laughs) I I didn't think you
0: were. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not ashamed of it at all. That's why I brought it up. But (laughs) it's because if I can solve a problem directly in front of the problem we solve, if you don't know who your target customer is, you know, and how they're thinking, what their questions and, and and concerns are. You're not going to do effective marketing. You're not setting me up to do effective marketing. So I have to solve that problem. I have to help you get insights so we can quickly test and validate. So I'm just solving the problem in front of the problem that we actually solve. With right. My tool, with my tool, lead magnet coming, shameless plug, shameless plug. Yeah, so it
1: dovetails very well into what we're talking about, right? It's exactly. just a, an example of you practicing what you're preaching here. Yeah. Um, so i want to we i mean, gosh we've covered a lot of really great insights um this episode i want to wrap us up with some closing advice um do you have any final uh direct advice for uh, i'm thinking specifically b2b startups um tech and SaaS companies things like that that are struggling with lead gen um but if you have other insights that uh we haven't gotten to and you'd like to share it's a great yeah, thing. Yeah,
0: here's the deal. <laughs> Legion is not is not by you. It's not for you. It's not about you. Stop making it about you. Okay? Um, it Legion, because they don't, they, they're not, like, think about it like this. If you think about the last lead magnet that you downloaded, I bet you can figure that out before you can figure out what company you downloaded it from. Oh, for sure. <laughs> okay? So the deal is, is, it's not about that. So... Think of Legion about, instead of being about you uh, and, and, and and trying to solve the problem you want, think about your target customer. And it's made by people who solved a painful problem. What if you could get them to remember that? I don't remember their name, but it's by people that solved a painful problem that I have. I didn't even realize that I was thinking about it wrong. Right? And you know what? When their customers start approaching it this other way, that I'm not doing, I'm doing it with spreadsheets or I'm doing it with an assistant or I'm doing it, you know, with with inbound or outbound or paid or organic or whatever. But I, I make these shifts in my business, I think I can get results like this. That's what Legion is. It, it's about your customer, about their problems and about your customers that are doing it a different way and getting a better result. And, and if you get that right, they're going to wonder, who is this, <laughs> right? And what are they doing? That that's the deal. And I have another final tip, which is if you want to make your lead gen right, listen to our next episode where we go into A B testing so we can increase the conversion rate of all of our lead generation offers.
1: Yes. That is that's a great note to leave it on. And it will we are going to be talking about A B testing next episode. I'm very excited to chat um with that we Kevin again. Uh, I'm excited to chat with you about that subject as well. Um, So thank you so much for chatting with me today, Kevin, about decoding lead generation.
0: Got to get that leads right. Let's build that pile of leads that advance the sale. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. Hopefully our listeners can use these insights and start improving their lead gen efforts and create that consistent pipeline. So thank you everyone out there for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure that you never miss an episode. And take a moment to rate and review the show on your podcast application of choice until next time, this has been Growth Team Radio.
0: Want to grow your business? Trying to find the right path to do it? Well, we've got the answers. Go to stopscaling.com. Yes, you heard right. Go to stopscaling.com where we'll show you the exact way to grow your business this year.